Great day, everybody. I'm Sherry McIntosh, and this is a King and Two Queens podcast, where hosts David Carruthers, Karen Penn, and myself talk about how to power up relationships. So let's get into it. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. I am Karen Penn, and welcome to a King and Two Queens podcast this evening, where our goal is always to power up relationships with relevant solutions. I'm so excited tonight to be here with my co-host, King David and Queen Sherry. Hey, hey, King and Queen. Hey, hey, how's it going? How you doing? Very good. How's it going with you two? It's going good. I'm glad to be here. Yep, always happy to be here. All right. All right. Well, I thank everyone for joining us this evening, and we're going to be talking about gender roles with the question of, should they be etched in stone? Should gender roles be etched in stone? We're going to take a look at some things like uh, what role should a man play in a home or in a relationship, and what role should a woman play in a home or in a relationship? Also, are gender roles just simply inborn? Are they simply inborn? So before we get into the conversation, though, we're going to go back through the time tunnel. So we're going back in the time tunnel to a song that was released in 1984, speaking to old school gender roles. So I want to play this snippet of this song for you. Okay, that was from 1984 by The Temptations, Treat Her Like a Lady. And the lyrics for that snippet are, now I like opening doors picking up her hanky off the floor treat her like a lady light her cigarette if she smokes even help her with her coat treat her like a lady now that's speaking to old school gender roles people don't even smoke anymore so no one's lighting your cigarette (laughs) but i love that image of a gentleman and a lady he's willing to um help her with her coat, meaning he's attentive to what she's doing. Um, He's opening the door for her. But clearly, I think that concept has been shattered. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. Um, (laughs) Tonight, we're going to be asking some questions. So let's get into the conversation with my co-hosts. They're going to go back in time as well. And I want to ask them, did they see gender roles growing up in their neighborhood or in their home as a child? And what did they think of them? Yes, I saw, um, obviously, you know, I was raised without a father. So I saw a strong, um, strong single parent. But I also saw, I had two coaches, I had three coaches actually. I had a track coach and two football coaches. And they were like fathers to me. Um, I also had a mentor uh, who was a big brother, um, and he played a, a, a very, very powerful role in, in 
my life. And all those men were strong disciplinarians. Um, they they were lifesavers in essence okay. because it was it was in, it was in football and track, especially football. I learned, I learned discipline. I learned that I was better than I thought that I was. I learned that I was stronger, um, and I learned the um, I learned mental strength. You know, I learned mental. Um, um, and that's that's really what true manhood is about. It's about how much you make. It's about it's about your character. It's about um, it's about perseverance. Uh, those those things I learned on on football field and carried those things in my life and through my life even to this day. Wow, that's amazing. Mental strength. I love that. Very good. Okay, uh, let's hear what the queen has to say. Well, um, I did not grow with my dad either. Um, I got to see um, some of the men in my family, um, my brother and brother-in-law and uncle and cousin. And they all were very different from each other. Um, I remember when my uncle was around, um, he would sit in front of the TV watching the football game in the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And my brother-in-law, um, he, I, I believe he likes sports too. So I'm sure he was right there with my uncle and my brother, um, funny memory, we would either play games or we would build skyscrapers from Lego blocks. Wow. Now, even though I wasn't too, too interested, I kind of acted like I did because I got to do something with my brother that wasn't girly. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow, that's good. That's very interesting, the contrast uh, of what went on for a man's training and a woman's training, if you will, or examples of the uh, of men in your life. Um, I too came from a single parent home um, and there was not a male figure in the home um, too often to uh, glean anything from. And when they were, it was minimal contact perhaps because I was a girl and men just didn't interact with you. So there was this like gulf, if you will, like you asked the mother everything or you asked the female everything. You didn't ask a male anything because you didn't have a relationship with any males. You saw them, maybe said hello. Of course, there was my brother, but he was younger. Um, so the stance was different. Um, but I did see men's roles as far as opening the doors for women in a car uh, or a door. If she was walking in front of him or behind him, he would stop, open the door. I even saw older men tip their hat. And so that, that was a whole different generation. Of course, no one in my generation did that. But if you saw an older man and he was wearing a hat, he would tip his hat to the lady walking by. And so... That was actually very impressive, showing respect to her. Um, but still, no interaction, no teaching 
of your mind, uh, uh, like David was saying, that was very interesting that a male is taught that. Uh, even my son being in football, it's all like a mind thing for strength. Women are not taught that uh, in general that I know of. So that's yeah. very interesting to hear. Um, I, so speaking of roles, I the other day went to the beach and I saw this guy riding a bike and he had an attachment to the bike with wheels and he was talking and as he rode I was thinking okay does he have earplugs is he like on the phone but I heard a voice say something back from the attachment which had mesh covering it was a, it was two little people in there so the guy parks the bike and takes the little people out and he goes off over to the beach area he comes back and he's tending to the little people and he seemed very confident in what he was doing. The little people were very comfortable, like this was very normal to interact with him. He was doing very motherly things with the children. And so then I began to think, okay, well, is he like the stay-at-home dad? Uh, you know, where is the wife? Did he adopt these children? But he was, if I had to rate what he was doing, I'd give him an A+. Plus with the way he was interacting with the children. Um, I think one was a boy, one was a girl. They were very young. But I say that to say that men can uh, change roles and do uh, some of the things that women do um, and do it with grace and confidence and, and knowledge where you would think, like in my time, it was very rare to see a man tending to children in my neighborhood. So I saw that. Was he a part of the LGB, et cetera, et cetera group? I have no idea. But he was tending to those children like a woman would do. So it made me scratch my head because it was an unusual scene. Okay, my second question uh, is, as an adult, did you expect to live by the gender roles that you saw growing up? Or were you open to doing something different in your household? Hey everyone, this is Karen Penn and I have an announcement for you. Are your relationships complicated? Are you tired of being alone? Do you need support on refocusing and maximizing your potential? Start a new journey with one of our certified life coaches to help you find balance and learn how to engage in more meaningful relationships. Connect with us at a king and two queens at gmail.com. That's spelled a king, the letter N, the number two, and the word queens at gmail.com. Yeah, that's a tough question. Well, it's a tough question for me because I didn't have a father. Mm -hmm. um, so, and so growing up, there was always this, who am I? Where's my dad? Uh, where is he? Why is he coming for me? Why is he coming for me? I lived, I lived in that space for over a well over a decade, maybe even two decades. Mm -hmm. um, but 
again, it was the it was football and it was my mentor that I saw that I was like, okay, I definitely have a picture. Um, I have a picture of what manhood should look like and what manhood is. In terms of um, there being any uh, option, any other option, be anything. Else. There were no other options. <laughs> okay. There were, there, you know what I mean. There, there, you know, I, I have two daughters, and I haven't told you. But my thing is like, you're girls. You're going to be women when you grow up, and that's your final answer. Um, there, there was no, there, there was no, oh, you know, let's figure it out. And what, what do you think? No, 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 no. This is what you are. This is what it is. Um, and so there was, there was, there was, and in my house, it, so for instance, we grew up Christian. There was no, hey, do you want to be Islam or do you want to be Buddhist? No, you're a Christian, and that's what it is. That's your answer. You get to change that answer when you leave, if okay. you want. But this is, but this is your final answer when you're, when you're in these, you know, when you're in this house. When you're in this house, yes, final answer. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Queen. Well, um, I, well, I didn't, again, I didn't have my dad, so I never got to see, um, at least in my house, you know, um, roles of women versus men because, you know, just had women in the house, so they did it. But, one thing that I can remember from way, way, way back, um, I wasn't initially taught how to, you know, cook or clean until I was almost probably a tweener, you know, okay. so I didn't have to clean. I didn't have to cook. You know, I finally learned how to um, how to cook breakfast, at least, and you know to wash dishes. But that was pretty much the extent of it. I didn't have to mop or you know clean the bathroom or anything like that. So imagine as an adult having to learn all of that on the fly. So were you just privileged and you came from wealth, like? What's up with you not cooking and doing the work, girl? <laughs> I watched a lot. And I finally gained my confidence, you know, years later. Because I was told, you know, from my former spouse, I couldn't cook. So, and he'd embarrass me. And it was a big joke, wow. you know. So that was, you know, so I was determined. I was going to learn how to cook. You know, and I drew upon, you know, memories of watching, you know, like my aunt, grandmother, great grandmother, and what they did. And when I married again, you know, I was able to use those tools, pull it together, and I got a lot of encouragement. Okay. Which was helpful. Sure, sure. You need encouragement, you need direction, mm -hmm. we need guidance. When you're not giving it, you're kind of all over the place trying to figure things out. Exactly. Um, in my house, my brother did the trash. Uh, girls did the dishes. Although when my brother got a certain age, he did dishes. Uh, cooking, we did gradual things. Uh, my mom liked to cook. 
on the holidays and we would participate with helping her chop this, stir that, etc. But allowed to cook a whole meal, that was much older. So, um, But in my own home, I kind of had the expectation that whatever mail was in the house, they were going to do the trash because that was just something done in my house when I grew up. Could I do the trash? Of course, which meant bagging it up, getting it ready to go somewhere. Do you all think that gender roles are inborn? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, go ahead, Sherry. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Why do you agree? Uh Because unless, and it's very rare, I'll just use this example, Um, it's very rare that you go to a construction site and you see a woman in the hat hat and the jeans and, you know, the the buckle with all the, um, with all the tools. It's very rare that you see that just like, um, not so much now, but back in the day, it's rare that you would see a male chef in a restaurant. It makes me think of even uh, men designers of clothing. Um, They know how to put a look on a lady sometimes better than she could put on herself. What do they see? I don't know, but they have an ability or a gift or a talent to dress her in some spectacular things. Whether whether it's cooking, whether it's massage, whether it's drawing, painting, all of that is under the guise of art. All art, right? cooking is culinary art. We, but 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 you know the, the question I want to get back to what you said is it is it inborn? That's a powerful question because if, if there's one thing that I hate to see is a man who's trying to be a woman and a woman who's trying to be okay. Okay, they're, they're trying, try, trying literally, they're trying. You know what I mean? I, I, I've, I looked at I looked at this lesbian one time like I'm the real thing. Hello, listen, I've seen real. some very intimidating looking women. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I still believe a guy could clock her, but they listen, listen, but 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 again, but but the key, the key though, the key is inborn. You can again, it's 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 there's there's being something, and then there's trying to be something. Um, is it judgmental? Many would say, uh, in the church community, they'd even say it's a spirit that needs to be cast out so they can get right and get better. But what do you do with the child who thinks there's something else that their body is saying that they are not? Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) That's, that's a hard one to answer, um, that... I would dare say the mainstream churches or Christians tippy toe around it because there's two trains of thought. Either A, um, oh no, uh-uh, let me get the oil, you know, cast this demon out, or B, <laughs> or B, you know, try to become miniature psychiatrists or psychologists and say okay baby why do you feel this way and you know what do you see when you look in the mirror and you know why are you leaning more towards this than that 
And then there are people right in the middle that are like, oh, leave them alone, let them be, let them do whatever it is that they're going to do. And you have to accept it. Hmm. So, King? <laughs> I, okay, I think... I'm in. Uh, I, I think that, you know, as, as a parent, you know, first, first of all, we, we, we have to stop going where the media brings us to. Um, and so what I mean by that is that just because your child is displaying certain behaviors, that doesn't mean it's like, hey, we should go with that. It's like, no, you're a boy. And if you like wearing girls' clothes, then we're going to... Like, my thing is, like, why don't you find out what the source of the problem is? Maybe he, maybe he saw something somewhere that he shouldn't have seen, or he saw something, and he attached to that. It doesn't have to be... We, we give in to weaknesses too soon. Why? Why? Why do you think so? Because it's easier. It's easier. All right. Well, we're talking about gender roles. Um... And I have a story I'd like to share with you that has to do with this particular uh, husband who was thrust in a role change that became unbearable. Uh, And his method of coping was not received well. So this is a story about Barbara Elaine Smith. Uh, Barbara Elaine Smith was professionally known as B. Smith, um, and she was a model, an author, a businesswoman, and television host. In 2013, B. Smith was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. She was very open about her battle, and of course her husband, Dan Gatsby, uh, was naturally her caregiver. But four years into her battle, her fans blasted her husband as he entered a new relationship with a woman named Alex Lerner while he was married to his wife. During an interview, husband Gatsby explained why he had zero tolerance for sharing his new relationship with, with uh, Lerner, who had a room in the couple's house. The pair, Lerner and Gatsby, they said they met in the summer of 2017, four years after his wife was diagnosed with Alzheimer. They met at a bar. Uh, Lerner said, we were friends. I didn't want to go out with a married man. Gatsby's response to uh, an interview with reporters were, I love my wife, but I can't let her take away my life. I only wish someone in your immediate family had Alzheimer's so you can feel and experience the pain so you can know firsthand what it's like to care 24-7, 365 days a year for someone who can no longer care for themselves. Many fans began sharing their disappointment and thoughts online accusing Gatsby of taking advantage of the fact that his wife wasn't in a healthy state of mind. B. Smith was 70 years old when she passed in February, 2020. I would like to know, what are your thoughts on this situation? 
everyone. We just got to take a quick commercial break right here. So sit tight. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone, this is Karen Penn, and I have an announcement for you. Are your relationships complicated? Are you tired of being alone? Do you need support on refocusing and maximizing your potential? Start a new journey with one of our certified life coaches to help you find balance and learn how to engage in more meaningful relationships. Connect with us at a king and two queens at gmail.com. That's spelled a king, the letter N, the number two, and the word queens at gmail.com. Stuff because uh, see you know it's so easy to say hey you know shame on and horror and this and that you're not living it you said you're not living it um, that that would have been the ideal situation but I can only imagine what he went through it, it's tough it, it's tough I don't I don't I don't agree with what he did but I understand it right you know what I mean understand it probably reached a place of, of, of a breaking point. And he was like, I, I, I gotta get something new. I gotta get something. You know, this is just, and it's hard to be in a relationship where it's constantly just draining, 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 draining. Whether it's your fault or not. And in this situation, it wasn't his fault. It was just a literal, for better, for worse, that came. Right. And he, he, he went astray. He shouldn't have went astray. He went astray. And I can't knock him for going astray. You know what I mean? Because I think it was really tough. That's tough. That's tough, Queen. Um, my thoughts are: when you get married, how do the wedding vows say in sickness and in health? Now, when and, and I can only imagine how tough it is, you know, for a spouse to watch the woman or the man that they married. Um to basically change before their eyes of no fault of their own through sickness. If you really love your spouse the way that you're supposed to, you don't have a problem with taking care of them. You don't see them as a liability because of illness. Since the marriage vows say in sickness and in health, then you have to examine yourself and say, okay, I'm supposed to be in this for the long haul and I should not be thinking about, you know, all, all the fun that I'll miss because I have to take care of my spouse. No. Mm. If you really love them, you need to stay there and you need to do, do what you need to do for them. Mm. And I promise you, you know, at the end of the day, if or should the inevitable come, then your heart is clear, your mind is clear, you know you did everything you could for them, you loved them right till the end hmm. with, with no guilt. It's very challenging. I don't think anybody should judge um, uh, someone else's life. And then if you were in those shoes, would you be so strong? You're not even sure, but you can judge, you know. Uh, what if it was longer than the four years? It had been 10 years go by. Um, but we're out of time, but certainly not out of conversation. 
so what are your final thoughts on should gender roles be etched in stone? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank I, you, I, I think, um, Yeah, you know what? I think they should. Here's why I think that they should be etched in stone. Right now, and when I mean right now, I mean today, there is massive confusion. Um, I think that a lot of uh, women have lost a lot of men to the LBG. Um, and I think that's unfair to them. Um, I think that I think that the roles need to be etched in stone because we we have enough problems to deal with as a society. Um, when they're not etched in stone, you're just think, you're just adding more confusion to already confused society. That's true. That's true. I I agree with you, David. Queen. I think that if you're just dealing with gender roles as in, you know, housework, things of that nature, um, even in terms of employment, I tend to say no, only because if you're gifted to flip a house and you do it well and you're a woman, baby, do what you got to do. You know, if you're a man and you can just, you know, make so many amazing dishes and you can chef it up and you've got people lined up to come into your restaurant, do, do you. I can respect that, you know, because it's different if you're talking about you know, what we, what we were discussing about, you know, role reversals in terms of men being, men wanting to be women and women wanting to be men. That's a different conversation for another day. But if you're just talking about gender roles, I would say no. It doesn't have to be etched in stone. Got it. People are going to follow their dreams and work their giftings. I agree. I agree. I agree with you both. I am, however, leaning over to, of course not, uh, 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 gender roles should not be etched in stone uh, because of traditional, you know, things, because there's a lot of things men can do, uh, even doing hair, you know, uh, on women that's just out of sight. She could never do that herself. So I say, if you have gifts, talents in that realm, but yet not saying not okay with you changing the inside of you because of what you do you know now you're taking on a role to be another gender because you like to do something that's traditionally done by women i'm not in agreement with that uh but yeah you should have the liberty uh nobody wants to be hindered by what's inside of them to do um, and it's not about them. It's about how it helps other people. So I think you should have that freedom uh, uh, to go through life and, and live your best life, if you will. So I want to thank co-host King David and Queen Sherry this evening. And I want to thank our audience for joining us tonight. We hope you enjoyed the conversation uh, and I'm going to say so long for now and peace. Peace so long. <laughs>